Hey everyone, on today's episode of Contractor Growth Network, Alex and I discuss all things about should you be discussing what's going on in the world, specifically Black Lives Matter, pandemic, all that stuff. And it's uh, it's pretty real. So check it out and here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan. And I'm Alex. And today's discussion is going to be what's really super relevant right now. And it is from a brand perspective and a company perspective, should you discuss what is going on in the world right now? Because we have on one end, we've got a pandemic. When on the other end, we've got uh, systemic racism is really coming uh, to the forefront of everything because of social media. And as a company, a lot of brands are speaking out, including us about, you know, we don't stand for what's going on in the, in the country. We want to make change. Um, but we also had a discussion at the company this morning internally about what is going on. So that's kind of the discussion today is we're going to first start off with, you know, should you talk internally with your team about everything going on? Or should you try to, I guess, quote unquote, be a distraction? Should you talk about this publicly with with your your fans or with your potential clients? And then last but not least is, what actions should you take and shouldn't you take? So uh, let's go ahead and kick off the internal stuff. So Alex, I mean, we had a discussion this morning about everything going on. How do you feel that went? And do you think that that was an appropriate conversation? Uh, I think the conversation went very well. Uh, I think everybody had an opportunity to voice their thoughts, opinions, um, and without really feeling, it was like a safe space almost. And I think a lot of it comes from the culture we've built here that that mm-hmm. become, like we can, you can confidently say that. I know when I spoke up, I was, I can feel confident that it wasn't going to, you know, get into a huge argument and it was very refreshing. Actually, we feel a lot better about the world after watching the news for the last week and all this stuff going on that my inner circle, my very tight knit circle, um, that we can have a discussion like that and maybe not see eye to eye on everything, but it w- never really got to a level where it was anger or it had to, you know, kind of, it never escalated. It was a very calm discussion. It was just basically looking at other people's point of views, which I think is a big problem of what's going on in the world that, that, that that's not happening enough that we can't get a lot of views out there. So internally, I would say it was, a, it was, a, it was a success for sure. I think part of it also is like, nobody necessarily feels like we're all young. I mean, I'm the oldest one here. I just turned 29. Laura's probably 23. Mm-hmm. So we're all relatively young. We're all relatively, I would say, more on the let's change society route um, because that's part of being young. You know, your yeah. eyes are a little bit more open to stuff. Um, like I talked to my cousin who lives up in, not a couple of years ago, lives up in Portland, and he was saying when he was younger, he was all about, let's change everything. And then he's like, as I get older, you know, I'm kind of set in my ways. So he's like, my views on stuff kind of change as a whole. So I think part of it is the fact that we're all of the same really age range for everything. So yeah. that's a, a big part of it. So I think part of it is that we're like, not nobody really feels like too strongly um, as far as you know, nothing should change. We should keep everything as is because everything's all good. So I think we all understand that it's not. So yeah. the first part was just understanding that. But on the flip side, you know, when, when we hired here, we all kind of have a lot of the same values. Now, I know 
politics, religion, those are things, those are hot topics that you're not supposed to talk about um, at work because it could upset somebody and they could get frustrated. But everybody that we've hired here, everybody, I mean, we all get along very well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, and we all uh, value each other's opinions. So it was nice to like have this discussion because I, I feel pretty strongly about a lot of stuff. You know, I'm a relatively polarizing person. I say a lot of dumb shit um, that offends people. I, I like, especially like in personal circles, they're just, I'll say stuff and they're just like, really? And I'm like, no, nah, not really. I don't know why I said that. But um, it's, it's nice to like have an open discussion from my side of things because it's cool just to understand like where everybody stands on stuff, how you feel about it. And just, it just sheds light on the whole situation we're huge on, on like leadership and like, you know, we've read books here on leadership and then to say, okay, this is what we're learning. This is how some of the best leaders in the world operate. Let's compare that to what's going on. What are we seeing? So it, it's almost like a lot of the stuff that we're, we're taking and, and learning about how do we actually like, does that actually happen in the real world? So it's, it's cool to have an open discussion with you guys about all that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, we're all very similar in our values and, and we all get along very well. But I think a lot of us also come from a lot of different backgrounds too, which makes, which makes for me personally, the, to find the opinions of like, uh, you know, how Melissa feels, how Laura feels, how you feel. It's, it's, you know, uh, it makes, it feels, it feels a lot better for me. Cause I, I'm, I grew up on long Island. I went to school in the Hamptons. Like I come from a totally different setting than Charlotte, North Carolina or the North Carolina state in general. So it's, it's very interesting to like see how, you know, what they saw, like how they view politics. And even though it's a hotbed topic, it's, it's, it's very interesting to see other people's views of things. And I respect it because I respect them. So it's, it's, it's nice. I love the, uh, like I, I, like when I was, before I even started the business, I read a whole book on Google and how Google operates. And they talk about the idea of of, uh, diversity. So it was a fantastic conversation or, or fantastic reading because it, it literally talked about like when you have diversity, you have different opinions on things. And when you have different opinions on things, you have different ways of tackling certain problems. And that's when I really realized I was like, oh, wow, like this is, this is why affirmative action is a thing because mm-hmm. you need the different backgrounds. Cause if you, if you've always done the same thing, you'll always get the same result. But if you want a different result, or a better result, you need somebody with a different mindset to step in. So I know for us, you know, up until Laura and Melissa, it just worked out that everybody at, at the company was just a white guy, a young white guy. And like, that's all we had. And I remember just being like, you know what, like, this is not, this is not what I want. I don't want this to be just a bunch of people that, that are like me, but they come from the same background as me because Otherwise, it's just going to be six Logans in the company, and it's it's not going to work out because I need that that diverse background. So I like having these discussions because I I may I was I'm aware or was aware like I I want diversity in the workplace because it it really does like what you said it brings it it sheds a different opinion on things because I mean everybody here at the company we all have we all have some relation to either our parents own a business or we've ourselves own a business. Um, but then you think about like the upbringing that Laura had is very different than Melissa, which is very different than you. So it's like, everybody's kind of comes together for one united front, but just where they come from is like, 
it's it's unbelievable to me. It's great. It's, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, me too. I, I think uh, the older you get, like four years ago, I was twenty. Like so, did I really? I like obviously remember Obama's administration, but like, did I really have an opinion? No, I was too young. I think, in my opinion, but like so the older you get, I think you surround yourself with people that like topics like this where you can't really ignore it. And it's like, uh, you want to have those conversations because you just want to gain more knowledge. That's how I feel. So I've actually like lost a lot of communication with some friends that I grew up with just because they're so silent. They're so, oh man, it does affect me. I'm not dealing with it. I'm like, I mean, I still want to talk about it with you. Like, what do you think? Like you see on the news, it's, it's all everywhere you look. So I just think knowing, knowing people's opinions just helps you grow as a person and helps you get through it, I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of corporations will, could, you know, they don't want to deal with it because it's HR violation. Um, potentially, like if somebody says something wrong and offends somebody else, like that could be an issue. But I think especially like, it, it, you know, in the contracting world, like it's a lot of small businesses. Like it's it's small. Um, so it's, you don't, most of us don't have an HR department. Yeah, so, exactly. I, I like the open lines of communication. I like talking about it. I like understanding where you guys, you know, how you guys view it because how I viewed it when I'm 24, 25 is way different than how I'm viewing it at 29. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff happened five years ago. So I was in your shoes five years ago about all of it. Um, you know, from the, the pandemic to, you know, all the, the protests going on, like it's where I was five years ago is different now. So I'm just like, okay, I want to raw beat in five years from now, if this doesn't change and we have another unfortunate round of this stuff. Yeah. So no, I could definitely see how, so like I, when you're saying you uh, get stuck in your ways, the older you get, it, it's our generation is so much different than our parents. Like my dad's in his sixties and your dad's in his sixties. Like when they would talk about, like my dad would talk about this stuff, like when I was a little younger, I'm just like, yeah, but it's just not like that with my generation, dad. Like, there's nothing like it, it. We're just, you know, we don't really see this as we see it as an issue, but not in our generation. It's not an issue, if you know what I'm right. trying to say. So I think this is like this whole change is in this movement is good because our generation, I think, has the power to completely wipe this thing out which I don't know if you feel the same way, but I definitely felt that growing up that we have the power to do, to do this. There, uh, there's this, this uh, person that I know, and she's always been in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. right? And, and each new boyfriend she gets is a little better than the first one or the one previous. So she's, she's working her way up from like physical abuse to now just somebody that doesn't just doesn't really care about her very much, you know, from like physical to mainly just verbal with a little bit of physical, like, like minimal. And then now it's just like somebody just kind of just doesn't really give a shit about her at all. And each time it's like, well, there it's better than how it was before, but it, it's, it's still there. It's still prevalent, which is kind of like exactly what's going on right now with all the, it's like, it's, it's our parents' generation. It, it's way different than how it is now, but it's still an issue. It's still a big issue. So, yeah. you know, they look at it and they're like, well, it's way better than how it was. And it's like, yeah, but you know, it, it's like you're, you're, you lost a lot of weight, which is good, but you're still morbidly obese. Like <laughs> great job on, on going from 600 to 550, but like, you're still going to have a, a heart attack from being overweight. So I compare it yeah, like, it, mm-hmm. like, like, 
obviously in like the generation before us, so Ubers weren't really a thing, taxis. So if in the suburbs, you really kind of just, you just did it. So like a lot of times, like, you know, that's something that's like always interests parents. Like, oh, don't try to drive. And I'm like, that's not even like a thought really. Like it Ubers and Lyfts and nowadays it's just yeah. so to, to not do that, that obviously people still do it. DUIs are still a thing, but I'm like, I don't really know anybody that drinks and drives like that. It's so, like, there's so many things around it that I just think that's just not our generation. So I compare that a lot. It, it, used, it used to be cool. Like, I know my dad was like, yeah, we'd, uh, we'd all just go to the bar and we'd all get hammered. And the goal was just one person would drink a little bit less, but are still drunk when I drove. And now it's like, if somebody does it, I'm like, you're an idiot. Just call Uber. It literally costs $7. Exactly. It, it, exactly. It's yeah. It, it's yeah. crazy. The gap you can get with that, but. So, so, you know, that kind of then, you know, pivots over to the, the externally as a brand, should you say something? So if you're like a business owner and you're older and you have a lot of young, a younger crew, but you, you still, you're older, you're like, well, it's not as bad as it was. It's still a problem. And your team, if they're younger and they're like us, they're, they're way more open-minded about this stuff. Then they're gonna feel strongly about this. So to just totally sidestep the issue, I, I don't, it's not, it's not good. So if you're a business owner, open this discussion, because if you are the one that run where you, you, you're the one that interacts with clients, you're the one that handles the, the marketing or whatever you want to do, it's not a good look to, to ha- be stuck in your ways and do nothing. When in reality, the, the younger people in, in your company should be speaking up for you because they know what's right and wrong. But if you're just kind of stuck in your ways, then you're not going to put anything out there. Yeah. So that, uh, that line of communication is big. I think like that's where you're seeing a big problem. Um, I've read some stories about some uh, like broadcasters for some sports teams have gone out and just made their own statement about, or have like made comments on Twitter about what's going on right now. And then have, you know, the next day you hear they part of the, the station has parted ways with said broadcaster. And it's because I think that they didn't have that open discussion. Now that we're all quarantined, a lot of people work from home. I get that's a little tougher, but uh, I always picture like Michael Scott in the office calling a conference meeting. I think that's like the perfect time where you have to do that and kind of like let, you know, you know, let people kind of voice their opinion because you're right. The older people, if you work in an office with a lot of different age gaps, you know, there's going to be a lot of different opinions out there. And if you don't let someone like express that in a safe space, you could go into a bad PR and, and, and a like public conception of your brand that this guy who works for me said this, and I got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So look at Drew Brees. Exactly. Perfect example. Yeah. And it's, it's, even if that's how they think it's because there was no open dialogue, like they're having a team meeting. I saw like tomorrow, but it's too late now. He, He already said it. He apologized, but it's out there now. And that could have been avoided by letting people talk about it when it happens. There's a lot of, like a lot of this is, you know, if yes, let's just have an, and this is like what I did a few days ago. I said, like, let, let's talk about what's going on. Like this, that was our Monday morning conversation, I believe. Or other, yeah, I think it was Monday. Um, and it, it was kind of quiet. It was just like, I spoke a lot. You spoke a little, nobody else had much to say. And then today, a few days later, when we brought this back up, everybody pretty much contributed a good amount. So just to have that open line, you know, with Drew Brees, because now you have Michael Thomas, who's his top receiver, coming out and be like, dude, are, are you serious? Like, you clearly do not understand what's going on. And then Drew Brees just didn't know, he didn't, he didn't know the words that he was saying, how offensive they were. 
and how myopic they really were. And Michael Scott, like, conference room, like, hey guys, this is happening conference room now. Let's go. Like, I'm sure if they said, Drew, how do you feel? And he said, look, I am all for the flag. If you kneel, I'm against you. And they're like, let's talk about this, man. Mm-hmm. This is really what kneeling is. It's not about saying, I don't support the country. I don't support the flag. This is what kneeling means to us. And this is why we're doing it in this capacity, which now Drew Brees apologized. I'm sure he probably understands a bit better now yeah. why, why they were taking a knee. But you're yeah. right. It does. Like he, he is the face of that franchise. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so basically he represents, he basically represents the Saints. You think of New Orleans Saints, you think Drew Brees. So immediately when he says that, you think the Saints don't care about what's going on right now or they're that, they're ignorant to it. And that's why it was very important for like Michael Thomas, his top receiver. I know like a, a, a cornerback, I think, came out and said it. I forget his Ed name. Reed. But yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Ed Reed came out too. Yeah, you know, a, lot, a lot of players came out. Yeah, it was like, uh, he, he was like, listen, like, that's my teammate, but like he's off on this. I don't agree with him, and I yeah. like, we got about this. And you're right. I mean, I think uh, they talked about it when when the whole kneeling for the national anthem came out. That a lot of football players said a lot of conversations happened in the locker room that made us all understand. Aaron Rodgers was like, "Yeah, that's why we united as a team," and that's exactly a good example of how you can come out of that, like come out of this. Uh, but I think the times that we're in with, with COVID and Everybody kind of working from home and nothing really going on. You're not really around your coworkers that much. I think this is this kind of turned into a perfect storm where if an, a, a boss doesn't have a Zoom meeting about it, it can get like two days in and you try to keep it silent or try to keep it out of the, out of the workplace. And then all of a sudden, your employees have HR violations up, up the wazoo because they got to get their opinion out there somehow. Yeah. And then, you know, for brands to be silent about this stuff, because I, I know that was one of the first things is, do we just say nothing? You know, does Contractor Growth Network, do we just stay silent and just do our thing? Because we, I mean, we work with, if you think about it, like our, our client is general is a contractor who's later on in life. There's a certain demographic around that. And it's, and I'm not saying like, it's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Like, so as our political stance and what we feel as a company, or at least, you know, what I feel as like the, the owner of the company is that going to mess up relationships? Is that going to tank the business when in a time that right now it's, you know, if the business tanks and everybody gets laid off because there's no more work, well, there's no work out there. So it's like, do I take that? I'm like, yeah, like 100%. Like this is something that needs to get fixed. And if there is a client that goes, wow, you just like, you guys really posted a black square. Like, are you serious? Like I'm not working with you. Like, good. Like this, this, this is not a client that I would want to work with. And I'm glad that it came up this way because I'm seeing that I'm, I'm really seeing on social media now, like the types of people that like, you know, you're friends with and like, it's good to have an open discussion about stuff. But some of them are like, some of the comments are just so narrow-minded that I'm like, wow. Okay. Like I'm, I'm glad this came up because like, now I understand why certain things, why you said certain things, like when we would like talk way back in the day. So as a business and a brand, you know, if you feel a certain way, like, speak up because at the end of the day, like that's like your brand is your culture. And if your culture is one way and your clients are a different way and they feel something different, then you're clearly doing a poor job of communicating who you guys are. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will say, well, big brands have to worry about this more than, than small businesses. And you know, you're right to a sense, but 
look what they look how Minneapolis responded from this. And you talk about if you have a, like a you know you're a Minneapolis painter, you know that's your community. So if you don't if you don't speak up about you know your if what side you're on or how what you believe and address this issue, you know that could have been your business that got smashed. You know because that's essentially what they were doing. And like I know the Knicks. If they had to issue an apology for why they didn't make a statement about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and the the, the protests, and that even, that was even worse than simply just stating we're on your side, we were with you, we'll stand arm in arm with you. That's all they had to do, and they were late with it, and they got they got blown up for it. It's it doesn't take much to to just be like that. And like you said, if if they don't if they really want to question the black the Blackout Tuesday, is it really worth working with them? And and the other side of that is the brains that need to be more self-aware. Like mm-hmm. I come from Maryland. I'm a Redskins fan. The irony behind the Redskins saying black lives, like, are you serious? Like Redskins, come on. Yeah. Like that your will. name yeah. is literally this. <laughs> or or the the 49ers saying blackout Tuesday. And it's like they messed up. Like, you know, they didn't get behind Kaepernick, whatever your thoughts on that. It is what it is. But the fact that they didn't at least address it and go, look, we had Colin Kaepernick. This is what the situation was with Kaepernick. Here's how we should have or, you know, what we still stand behind what we did or this is what we should have done differently. At least just to own that shit Mm -hmm. is like that would have been way better than them just posting the black tile and saying, you know, blackout Tuesday, because like to not talk about it, that's, that's where the scandal comes in. Like that's, it's like, you know, when president Obama says, look, I smoked weed when I was younger, but if he's the one that says it, well, then everybody loves him. But if it comes out later on and says, oh, wow, we have a picture of, of president Obama smoking weed. Well, now it's a scandal. So if you own it and you are accountable to this stuff, that is where some of these, you know, like a lot of these uh sports teams are getting into like the 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 Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. right like their mascot i think i think they've changed it but their mascot used to be like very uh offensive you yeah, know so changed. for for Cleveland is now like their primary yeah but uh like going yeah. back to the for a second it was so like knowing how like the social media teams run i, I guarantee you this was like a, a 20 something kid, he was told to do this and that was it, or he or she was told to do this. And, uh, or I thought it was a trend, let's just do it. Not thinking about what happened to the organization, but that is such a failure from top to bottom. The more you dive into it, because like the intention was probably the right thing. But if you're the, you know, uh, media department director, or even the, like the, the owner of the team, something high up, you have to realize what you stood for four years ago and be like, Hey, before we do this, Let's talk about it instead of just like, because clearly they didn't talk about it. And then this happens and the social media person thinks they're doing the right thing by going with the movement, not thinking, probably we weren't even working there four years ago. And yeah. it. and that's a failure to, to talk about what's going on in the department before you post something instead of just staying up to the social media trend. And, you know, it, it's kind of a blessing that they kind of got blown up for it and everyone was like are you serious you guys are doing this and because now that's that's going to ignite these conversations now it forces an organization that didn't have the conversations four years ago to do it now so it it is kind of a blessing uh in hindsight yeah it it really is you know and i hope that 
you know, as a Redskins fan, like they, they look at this and go, wow. Okay. Like maybe, maybe the, just the fact that we have this tradition, it's this sunk cost fallacy of, well, we've been the Redskins for 70, 80 years. You know, we're not going to change. Like that, that really the reason like, and the owner who, who owned the team at the time that changed it to Redskins was racist. Like yeah. it is a fact, like he is like, he was a racist. So he named it after this. So you can't now in 2020 go, well, we've been this for a long time. It's like, yeah, but like, you have to understand that you don't get to choose, you know, how people feel about the actions that you take. So mm-hmm. as a brand, as a company, you know, it's, it's really just like the, with the blackout square, it's, if you post it, you're making a statement. If you don't post it, you're not, you know, you're also making a statement. But the idea is that like, you know, I watched the video the other day and it was like, don't, don't post it just cause, cause you have like these, um, I forget what the actual word is, but it's like posting it just to keep up with the social norms, which is kind of like probably what the Redskins did, probably what the 49ers did. Um, like a lot of those teams that have a lot of uh, issues, you know, or a lot of history with this without, you know, acknowledging it and just doing it, you know, like it's, it's a fake post and you get called out on this shit. So it actually brings in more of a storm. So you just got to be really self-aware about this stuff. And if you have it, you know, if you're a big brand and you have a history of this, you, you need to address it to at least bring it up because otherwise you're, you're going to get shit on. And, and that's not the reason why you should bring it up. You should bring it up because it's, it's truly, it's different now, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was very, it, it also makes me wonder like, you know, how, how unself-aware am I sometimes, you know, if I'm like saying something and I'm like, fuck, like, you know, have I always been like this? Or is it like, just because of like, you know, recent events, like, you know, what have I done to help the cause, hurt the cause, stuff like that. So it's, it's really just, it, it makes me personally think like when I'm seeing like the Redskins do this, I'm like, how can you be so blind? But at the same time, I'm like, well, I wonder what, what, I, what have I done in the past that people go, Logan, are you serious right now? So it's, it's really like an eye-opening, like understanding experience. I know for me, but it's also because of like all these brands doing it. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I was, I've been thinking about like, so we look for a lot of like sports, movies, you know, all this stuff to distract us from the bad things going on in the world. That's what you know, sports are, radio shows are, TV shows. But when you hear like uh, PlayStation delayed their release of their new console, um, sports shows that I listen to didn't play, didn't go on the air Tuesday. Um, there is no sports in general because we're in quarantine. Um, this was like the perfect time for this. Like, no, this can't. We can't just silence this and just go do a distraction. We have to fight this head on because it's the perfect time to like get everybody aware. And that's kind of like, for me, I realized I became more self-aware that, you know, when this times like this, that I kind of just want to stay silent, I kind of shut out all those news channels and I shut out the riots and all that and just watch sports or I'll watch TV. But when I didn't have that option, I was kind of forced to turn on Fox news and watch the riots and like gain an actual feeling and, and kind of understand what's going on more. And, you know, I gotta say, I kind of like, enjoyed who I came out of the other side, became more self-aware of who I like, what was going on in the world. And it was honestly, if we weren't in quarantine or in this COVID thing, wasn't a thing that wouldn't have been an option. 
So I like the pedal to, I saw something that was like, you know, no matter how you want to do it, just keep your foot on the gas with this movement. Totally agree because soon sports are going to come back and soon, you know, movies are going to come back out and, you know, those distractions will become, you know, become something again. And, and this might get put on the back burner, but you can't let that happen. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like the whole, the, the action side, like what, what can businesses do to help take action on this? If you want to take action again, you know, if, if you don't feel strongly about ending systemic racism, then don't take action. You don't, don't, you know, you don't have to do it just to say our, our brand with you. Cause in reality, if you're not, then you're not, then just own up to that shit and, and move on with life. Um, so what, what can brands do? So, you know, as like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white guy, as you could probably tell, um, what, what can I do? And it's, you know, it's the first speak out about it, you know, like understand what's going on, educate yourself because realistically the, the more, the more that, that you're right, like the more that sports is here or you're tunnel visioned on the business or this or that, the more you block out everything else, but the more that you learn and understand this stuff, the more that you're like, you, you truly like it. You're like, well, okay, this is an issue. Like I watched that. Um, I watched it a few years ago and it, and it was eye opening me and then I rewatched it. But have you seen that documentary called uh, 13th on Netflix? No, I haven't. It, it really just, just talks about the history of everything, you know, like civil war ends. Great. Okay. We're even playing field right on paper. Like you're free. I'm free. We're good. Well, okay. You, you get your 40 acres and a mule. Great. Well, not only are you free, we're also giving you stuff, but you don't know, like nobody taught you how to farm. Like, so how do you then farm? Like you, you can't. So the more that you educate yourself on this stuff, the more that, um, it all makes sense. Like it all really, like it's, it's brought to light, right. Of all this stuff. So as a brand, the first thing that you can do is, especially if you're like, you know, a white guy, business owner is just educate yourself on, on understanding this stuff, because that will kind of really show what's going on. And then step two is what can you do to actually take action and help, you know, like speaking out about it on social media is great. You took your stance, but me posting a, a black square for CGN, like, how does that, you know, are people going to go, wow, like that guy, CGN company, they get it. So I'm going to go ahead and, and pivot and I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to really kick it up now and take action. No. So it's, you know, as a business, a lot of businesses, what they're doing is they're matching donations. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, I'm seeing it all over social media. Hey, my company is matching donations. If, um, if you want to donate as well, give me a call or, or let me know and, and you can donate my name. So it goes through it. So I think the, the financial aspect of it is huge. And you yeah. see a lot of individuals doing the same thing. Like Dak Prescott's putting a million dollars towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the money aspect is, is big. Yeah, I think that's like perfect way to like show that you're on top of it because listen, if you throw out there that hey, we're donating like that person, I'm donating a million dollars, like other brands, other people you work with, they're gonna be entitled to, you know, enticed to match that, you know, and that grows the donations and that grows the the foundation. So that's that's what you want out of this. This is the goal of all this. So I definitely think if if, if that's what you if you stand for that and that's what you believe in. Go beyond closing that post in that black square and, and go with that. That's a great way to to show that you're you're for it and you stand with stand with all that's going on. And the other side of it is actually like volunteering, like going out, like 
if you want as a company, I mean, again, don't do it if you're against it, but like, if you like, I'm more than okay. If everybody says, Hey, look, Logan, like we want to go to the protest. I'm like, let's do it. Well, I'm in like, let's all go. Or if you individually want to go and say, Logan, like, I know, you know, on paper, I know you're, you're really against it. I want to go myself. Like, great, go. Like, I think having that open line of communication is big to let people be individuals. Cause that's one of our, our company values is be you aligned with us, meaning be an individual. Like Alex is different than Logan. So go, you do you. And if you want to do something, if I'm going to be very strict on like, no, we're a business, like you need to come to work. I mean, this is a pretty hot topic. Like I think that's going to, it's going to hurt the business pretty heavily. If you block your employees from speaking out from um, at least, you know, like, again, like the Drew Brees thing, like you can have him talk, but I would at least like what you said, like have a open the line of conversation. And then after that, if Drew Brees wants to come out and say, hey, we had a whole team, whole discussion. I talked to Michael Thomas at length about this. I still feel strongly where at least he had that opportunity to have the discussion and he can still be an individual. Um, but to like have like social media, like to me, like if you like squash your employees being individuals, I think it's going to have like long term effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not just on, you know, them. Um, it could be on the company because I mean, how many times have you seen the company get you know lose value because of one of the employees what they did? You know, CEOs like Papa John's. I mean, yep. the owner, the founder of the company, they're still trying to repair that image. You know, so it's you know to avoid it, it's not the right answer. Not not this time. It's not. They've done it. It's it's happened so many times that like you just can't ignore it anymore. It's gotta you gotta kind of like get out in front of it almost. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A with, you know, not supporting game. I think it was gay marriage. I think that's, that's what their, their stance was. And they're like, we're a Christian based company. We're not going to do it. Um, so again, to me, like I would rather brands at least like state how they feel. And even if it's different than how you feel, well, at least that way, I mean, whether, you know, you're for gay marriage or not, you can't really argue that their chicken sandwich is amazing. So it's up to you to then decide is their sandwich worth what they stand for, but the fact that they're at least putting that out there. Um, I, I like the, you know, I like the voicing your opinion and being who you are because otherwise it's a lot of just like fake. It's just transactional, you know, at that point, like, especially like in friend groups, stuff like that. Like if somebody posts a square and, or they they do stuff that they don't really believe, well then, and they're, they're just trying to appease me. Well, it's not a real relationship then. Yeah. I've seen that. Like uh, I've, I've seen a bunch of people I've called, like you don't. I don't, you don't believe in that. So this is this is fake. But even like it, with, with with brands, it's like it's just you almost grandstanding if you if you don't post, you don't pick a side. You know, Chick Fil A. I get they. Everyone knows they're a Christian based company, so it makes sense that they wouldn't support gay marriage because of their beliefs. And while I don't agree with it, like with their standing, yeah, they made a great chicken sandwich, but they they know what they believe in. They are who they are, and there is a sense right. of respect because they're not faking for a customer. They'd rather lose customers for what they believe in than fake it. So you respect that. And that's the worst. What's the worst that can happen if you, if you say that what you believe in, you know, it, right. it really, you know, what's the price at the end of the day it makes you, know, you got to do what you believe in. So. Yeah. I, I like that. So the, the action to kind of, I guess, summarize all this, um, you know, from the internal discussion, you know, what do you do internal? Like the open line of communications with the employees is big. Bring it up, 
it's literally the elephant in the room. Everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's talking about it. And if they get to work and they don't talk about it, then how does anybody like you don't progress as a company because people feel unheard. Yeah. And it all really comes start. It starts from the top. Like if the, you know, a lot of like what you have to do as a business owner, I'm starting to find is if you want people to send you a video and they have to be on the video. Well, if I don't send one first, then I'm not setting the standard. So if I just, if I refuse to talk about all these issues, then you guys are probably going, well, should I like, should I bring it up? Should I not bring it up? Like that takes a whole different level of trust. And I think Turner would feel comfortable because Turner says a lot of shit that he just, he says it, but I love it because it's like, that's the comfort that he's built with me over the past, uh, you know, two and a half, three years at this point. Um, But if I didn't bring it up, it probably would get swept under the rug. So as a business owner, bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, you know, the biggest takeaway is just, Silence is, is not always the right answer. You know, if you're going to be silent to the public, at least don't be silent to your employees. Because as we can mm-hmm. see, with many examples now, total silence would lead to disaster on the other side, just as much as talking about it could. So definitely get like, talk about it, make your employees feel comfortable and you know, you'll be fine. Cool. All right. We'll leave it on that open line discussion. Everybody. Thank you very much. And Depending on, you know, whether you stand for something or not, what is it? If you don't stand for anything, you'll fall. uh, If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's, That's, yeah, that's really, that's really how I feel about this. So everybody, thank you very much. If you listen to this on a podcast, um, do us a favor. I don't know if this is way out in left field. Um, I know we are a marketing and sales-based company, but the whole idea is that we're here to help you grow. So these are the discussions that need to be had that create a stronger, I would say company company culture because it's it's open and everybody loves that so as always thank you very much do us a favor leave us a review let us know how you how you thought this one was and uh, we'll go from there so guys thank you very much have an awesome day Bye.